Hey, it says we're live. I guess we're live. Hello, Internet. Hey, How are Internet. You? <laughs> Welcome aboard, Jeff Porter. Hello. From Science Fears. How's it going, Jeff? Good. What did Fear you just science? call it? The science Fears. Science Fears. Did I? Oh, sorry. That's your Twitter handle is Science, <laughs> yeah, science Fears. Fears is the Twitter handle. Yeah. The best part about this is literally 30 seconds ago, <laughs> I was like, is it clarified. Fear of Science, right? Yeah, yeah you did. Because <laughs> I kept yeah. thinking Science Fears. But that's. You've been. You've been on the show, and Derek's been on it twice. Twice. Derek's and been on you, more than me? And now yeah. you've oh. been on... I'm just a more interesting person than you are, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I... And now you've been I on... I try to argue that. You've been on our show twice, right? This is this Yeah, is this is my time. second time on it, yeah. Well, welcome Jeff back. Longtime friend of the pod, Jeff Porter. Jeff was actually <laughs> our first video podcast guest when we switched oh, yeah. the video. Because he was just extra, extra handsome... <sighs> And we we knew we had to make the leap to video if we were having Jeff yeah. Porter on. Yeah, we had we to get have... all the ladies involved. Yeah, you can't have a guy this possible. sexy on and not have video. That's true. Exactly, it is true. <laughs> right. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, it's a, a cool. beautiful, cold four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, are Saturday. we in the are we in the same fucking city? Because I'm like, oh. <laughs> Not beautiful. I mean, it's classic <laughs> Vancouver, just like yeah. gray and shitty. Yeah, and I mean, cold today. Was, was it cold? I guess I would for a walk, but there was like a slight hill, so I got really hot really fast. Ladies, <laughs> Dale can walk <laughs> a slight incline. Yeah, and then I start to sweat immediately. What's <laughs> up? Cardio in. <laughs> you know it. Jeff, so, for, um, our, uh, for our new, or maybe for people who missed your intro on the last one, do you want to give us a, a brief rundown on you you and, and your podcast? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I do a podcast called The Fear of Science, where we take uh, science topics and we make it uh, easier for the general public to digest in a fun and playful way. Uh, we have a lot of different uh, scientists on. We cover a lot of variety of subjects from social sciences to just weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been doing that uh, almost three years now. Uh, me and my friend Daniel Chai. And yeah, besides that, I also work at Science World. I'm the digital designer uh, there. And I do a lot of miniature painting, a lot of geeky crap. Yeah. I Who did I see... Me. And Dale, maybe this, I saw someone on my Instagram is getting big into miniatures lately. Oh, Jeff, you've also done some, uh, some fucking bonkers, um, like cosplay costumes. And oh shit. yeah. Back when, cosplay, back when like bro. conferences were, were a thing <laughs> that people went to. Um, yeah, I'm well known for my Sweetums. Yeah. I did a very large Sweetums, uh, costume. If anybody doesn't know who that was, because I didn't, it is the big brown monster from the Muppet <laughs> Show. Yeah. The, Don't feel like, ashamed. I didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll link it in the comments. Yeah. Here. The person who was super into miniatures on your Instagram was probably Jeff. Cause, probably me. Yeah. Because yours, uh, they're actually looking really good. Like, I love when like older artists I'm, i don't know why i said older but like christ almighty dale he's right there <laughs> that's what you get for not having me again on your podcast i'm just fucking passive aggressively just, gonna, yeah, just shit on you for the next hour but it's like seniors get into miniature painting <laughs> but yeah, little just, 
with their little shrunken hands trying to like <laughs> paint intricate details. They have the attention span to go slow. But uh, you recently did a frost giant, and the amount of detail in that was yeah. amazing. So I just yeah. gotta. It was a fun one. Give you props. Also, one one other one that you did that I liked was you made a pop can into like a gas tank, which yeah. is cool. Most I remember that. Yeah, that was the one. I think as I saw just a regular pop can and then you like showed the steps and it looked like it took a lot of effort and it looked really good at the end i also took yeah. uh my <laughs> our our um heat detector in our apartment building uh broke mm -hmm. uh so they replaced it and gave me the old one normal people would throw that out and think it's garbage yeah i turned it into a turret Nice. nice. <laughs> Why did you ask for it, or were they like, Jeff will make something? Yeah, <laughs> we'll just give it to, to Jeff. Yeah, well, he gave it to me, and they literally said, "Throw this in the garbage." And I was like, "Sure." Yeah, and I took I'm it not going to studio. We'll give Jeff, it to old man Jeff. Let's Jeff see what like, he can turn this shit into. The best hoarder because he hoards everything, but he turns everything into awesome little miniature figurines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Do man, you? I'm totally yeah. gonna end up being like the weirdest hoarder when I'm older. <laughs> like when I am a senior, I'm yeah. gonna have like just weird stuff where I'm like, that could be the shape of a spaceship one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you're hoarding miniatures though, you can hoard so much more shit than you could <laughs> if you were hoarding full-size things. Like, yeah, that's true. If you're hoarding spaceships, you can only have one probably unless you have like a hangar. But if you're hoarding yeah. miniature spaceships, <laughs> the options are are endless mm -hmm. unless point. it's a really big space miniature spaceship <laughs> thank you for enabling my uh, <laughs> i'm here for you man <laughs> hey tell, tell jen to send the thank yous our way because <laughs> we're the ones who said it's okay <laughs> i wanted hey. to ask you though sorry Derek. wow no uh, it sounded like you were going to segue into something and i was also going to segue into something so i'll I let was, you segue into this something. is this segue is more off. about the miniatures before we move on oh yeah that's good Steph, and then um, i'll yeah, Jeff does like you turn like other like characters and like the heat detector and stuff into Warhammer figurines. Are do you have you heard anything back from like purists who are like mad that you're turning other stuff in and they only oh no work? not at all Warhammer oh, okay. the Warhammer community is all about kit bashing and uh, and taking and especially making like terrain out of of different things like. Yeah, that, I think that's why Warhammer appeals to so many mm. kind of creative miniature enthusiasts is that they they really want you to take it and and make your own creativity out of it, not just assemble and paint the models they have. Nice. I love how tough the term kit bashing sounds when you're just making like little nerdy miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> I kit bash that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's miniatures. I wanted to talk about bigatures hey uh, and go go uh, out of left field. I didn't put this on the agenda, but something dominating the fucking news cycle right now is this uh, boat that got its big ass stuck in the the Suez Canal. Oh, did you see yeah. the little aside? I because I put it on the um, the subject list, but for a specific reason. No, but I would love to. Something What's that happened right before he got jammed in the canal we discovered that the boat is racist and uh it can now it can no longer 
carry good no 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 the boat has not been milkshake ducked yet (laughs) we'll talk about milkshake ducking later on in the episode there's a little (laughs) spoiler for the current episode you're listening to so you keep listening if that's something you're interested in no what happened was they were following the geo signature of the boat and he drew a big penis in the ocean before he went into the suez canal which to me is hilarious because if he didn't get his boat jammed right into the Suez Canal, ruining global trade, no one would have known. But now that he did, <laughs> and pretty much everybody has to take an extra nine days on their trip and go around the Horn of Africa. Does it sound like I know what I'm talking about now? It yeah, does. And all these you researched something. You, you researched yeah. something. He also <laughs> researched dicks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as soon as yeah. drawing a dick is involved, then I'll research something. Yeah, with a dark <laughs> rabbit know. hole after that. <laughs> Dale, I'm going to uh, ruin, just shatter your, your little dick drawn dreams. I was reading a thread on Reddit this morning, and apparently they're like, there's no fucking way, like the amount of work it would take for a giant cargo ship like that to draw. It just like randomly worked out that they were like, they were drifting rather than dropping anchor. And it just worked out that they drew a dick before they entered. Mm-hmm. And this is like, by the, by the hand of God himself, this ship drew a dick before entering the Suez Canal and promptly running aground. So, so what you're saying is that God drew that dick. <laughs> yeah i mean god drew all decks yeah. really all when you think about yeah, it true. i was i was gonna say you think that set telling me that would ruin my enthusiasm for the dick that was drawn <laughs> but that just makes it better because it's like now it's like nasca lines level like dick drawing because it was like nobody knows why or how it happened it's just something that happened like this is now proof of yeah. a uh, technologically advanced species that can use our <laughs> boats to draw dicks yeah. from space. That's what yeah. happens. An alien, like, uh, um, like beam me up. Uh, what, the, what are they called? The, the beams of the, the tractor, like, tra- beam. tractor beams. Yeah. Let's grab the ship and just fucking with it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and it's that's... like, uh, futuristic, like way advanced, species use the currents and like the way lines of the earth to draw penises that makes well, sense that's like n- nobody uh nobody knows like why this fucking like what is it like a hundred boats a day pass through this canal which yeah. uh on paper looks much smaller than you would expect a canal that like 15 percent of global trade passes through every day to look uh, and looking at the pictures, it's also like, oh, it's just like a fucking, it's basically like a trench full of water. It's not like, mm-hmm. um, I remember learning about like, what was the one we had in Canada where they have like the different locks that will, like a boat comes in and then it fills up with water to take you to the next level. And oh, then like a levee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is like, literally you look at pictures and it's like, oh, it's a fucking, like there aren't even walls built along the side. It's yeah. just like, it looks like a fucking ditch. I like think, a huge ditch. I think one of the reasons it looks smaller than it is, because this I just looked up some numbers, so I don't actually know this offhand. I just do the research on the dicks beforehand. Now I'm doing the size <laughs> of the actual canal. It is actually 200 meters wide, so that's like 600 feet wide. It's just this ever-given ship is fucking 400 meters long. It's one that's, of the largest uh, shipping uh boats in the world 
That's just what the captain told you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, doesn't look as big now that it's sideways. Now yeah, that's not, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Been it's, there. <laughs> it's not it's 59 meters wide, which is 200 feet. So this Earth. boat is nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, so I think 200 meters wide makes the Suez Canal actually pretty wide. And maybe it's definitely like, wider than 200 meters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it had a uh, you know an unscheduled widening, uh, <laughs> which again uh, we've all been privy to at some point in our lives. I'm sure they just uh, need to get that um, that picture that they keep showing that they keep making into memes of that uh, that piece of equipment, the digger. I don't know what like backhoe. Backhoe. There you go. I knew Dale would have it. Uh, right. They have Excavator. that backhoe digging the the uh, in the canal. There, they just need to take that backhoe and just start digging a new canal. Like, just well, yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> and that's the fact. Like, if you haven't, if you've been on the internet for or have been off of the internet for the past week and you haven't seen this, like the scale of this ship compared to everything around it, but you see like an excavator, which you know, in relation to me, looks fucking pretty big i would think yeah oh yeah You'd probably fit a couple people on those things and then like it's this tiny little excavator up against a fucking the hull of this ship and it's just a monster and you're like this thing like they're never they're never getting out it's time yeah. to just like dig dig a new canal like the thing's been stuck there for what four days um they say months maybe and it's really yeah. fucking cool, actually. You can go on. There's. Uh, I'm learning lots of stuff about shipping. Uh, so thanks to all the meme lords <laughs> out there who made this shit interesting. Um, you can actually go on. Uh, there's a website called I think it's VesselTracker.com, uh, and you can literally see every boat in the world, including pleasure craft, like any registered boat, where they are in the world at any given time. And you zoom in on the Suez Canal, and you see this big fucking boat. And then at both ends of the canal, you can just see like hundreds of ships backing mm. up, waiting for this fucking thing to clear. Uh, so if if you've ordered anything off of uh, you know Alibaba or a Chinese <laughs> e-commerce site, it Never might be there. it might be a little while before you get it. Dale, mm. I know that's a particular interest to you because uh, you like to order your. Knockoff uh, jerseys? You can say it. jerseys, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the police are coming. Well, the last knockoff jersey I ordered from China, I ordered January of last year, and that was right before COVID hit. And then COVID hit, so it took like five months for me to get it anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah. so I guess- That's like, always nice. What Derek was saying, the reason- it's like, like, It like shows up? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a surprise. Let's, yeah, or well, yeah, you're like, you've completely forgotten that you ordered it. You're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. oh, a gift, like a to, gift myself. to myself. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. And it was like, it was nice because the hockey season ended or whatever. And then I got it before this season. So that was good. Worked out. Yeah. You know what I learned about cargo ships because of all this? That cargo ships aren't made to be able to reverse. Oh, crazy. So all of these cargo ships that got stuck because of that big ass one, they've had to take tugboats and pull the cargo ships back to dock to be able to unload or, or go the other way around or whatever because they're not meant to go backwards. So right. they have think, nothing built to go backwards. Do you think that was just like some stupid like 
group meet like group bonding exercise when they're like we're gonna build the ships so they don't go backwards so we only go forward that's the way this company wants to run <laughs> that's our motto only never go backwards, backwards always go forward <laughs> and there's some engineer that's just like no but we should probably make the ships go backwards as yeah. well. shut the fuck up idiot that's loser talk yeah. yeah guys can we just put a little r on there <laughs> no we've already made the r for radio guy we can't put a yeah, reverse there. A, we don't go backwards we're locked in uh yeah so anyways who the fuck knows how this is gonna play it's actually been like kind of riveting to watch and and like we've all said we've learned things about cargo ships and it makes you think like just the sheer volume of like shit that gets moved around this planet on a daily basis and how much of that is by boat and how much of that is by really big boat and how many of those boats flow through suez canal um and i'm also like well maybe this is a big fucking if that thing's just jammed up forever and this boat never moves again uh vancouver which is a port city on the west coast of north america will probably stand to benefit pretty significantly mm -hmm. if, uh, if a lot of those boats just start fucking coming across the pacific instead of around uh africa's horn yeah because they could like they could <laughs> land in vancouver and then put everything on train and go to the east coast and then go yeah or what what the fuck ever else you want to do with it do you want to know something i learned from this whole suez canal thing Sorry, Jeff, were you going to say something before I... Oh, I was just going to say, um, I don't want to be that guy who is the conspiracy theorist in the group, but... Oh, well, Dale's normally that guy, so <laughs> it's weird. But, now we have two, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, do you wonder if maybe this was all pre-manufactured by Big Boat um, in order to... <laughs> To get people thinking about cargo ships more than they currently do. Do you want to hear another conspiracy I heard about this? <laughs> I sure do. I heard the company Evergreen. Like the ship is act is run by the company Evergreen, and it's the ship's actual name is ever given. So that's just something that got me confused at first. But what I heard, Evergreen, which is a Taiwanese country, our company country. is secretly run by the CIA, and they did this on purpose to stop all the traffic from China so that they could hamper or like dampen their Hamper. economy. And if you look in China, like it's like a coincidence. So it's, I'm not saying this is like a conspiracy theory, but there was that other meme that came up of like an evergreen um, semi truck that just got lodged sideways in a, on a highway in Nanping. So it was like, they're like, huh, there's an evergreen ship and an evergreen truck. And then someone in the comments was like, that's because evergreen's run by the CAA. And I was like, oh. Is Wait, is this a real conspiracy theory that's floating around right now? It's, it's, a, it's a comments conspiracy theory. So I'd say that's it's like, the best guy. It's like the cherry blossom of a conspiracy theory. Yeah, at this point. Just start. So we're so, in on the ground floor of this one. Yeah. You yeah, can get so in. Buy your in, stocks now. <laughs> in like four months, everyone should expect their grandparents to be posting memes about evergreen ships oh, on, yeah. on Facebook is what you're saying. Yeah. The, the so, next the next Q drop will be about evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever happened to that guy? You kind of uh, uh, shut the fuck a, up, eh? There's an HBO documentary about it, so I'm pretty sure it's done. Wow. Is it still mm. is 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 it still going around? Is Q wow. still uh dropping? I'm not going on to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> uh, just before we leave the Suez Canal talk, 
hot content. I just wanted to say something I learned from this also was about stocks. Someone, because you know, now that I'm in stocks, since it became a meme subject territory, I was like, ah, memes are about stocks. I could do stocks. But they were saying now is a really good time to buy. I love the best thing too, is whenever you read something about stocks, they're like, this is not a tip. This is just a comment on what's happening. Like everybody's scared they're going to get sued or something if somebody buys something. But what they're saying was with the Suez Canal blocked, the boats will now have to go down around the Horn of Africa and back up to get into the Mediterranean Sea. Like, so what happened last time this happened in 1967 was in South Africa, the ports there, like their economy was supercharged because boats would go there and they would like dock and they would sell all their stuff at a discount because they wanted to turn around and go back. Like if there's any like non-preservatives and stuff that could go bad. So what they're saying in the economy chats is to buy stocks that are based in South Africa right now, because maybe it'll boom if they don't get the ship unclogged. Oh, hmm. smart. I'd also yeah. like to add that Dale is not a financial advisor <laughs> and any advice he gives is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So I just bought a whole bunch so of that we don't get stock. Yeah. You know, you probably shouldn't put on best in stocks because I got the app where it's just like, it's so easy. Like me and Derek were talking about how it's like fantasy hockey now. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy stocks. And my girlfriend's like, you didn't put real money in there. And it's like <laughs> the person who's lived with me for five years is worried about me doing stocks. I'm probably not the best person <laughs> to listen to with stocks. Yeah. Also, if your listeners are coming to Outrage Factory for stock advice, I think. That's that's that's, not, a, that's good, an issue as well. That, we that's should direct point, them yeah. to Stock Factory. <laughs> stock Factory, <laughs> Dale and I's yeah. uh, new podcast where we discuss stocks that we've lost money on because <laughs> I'm the fucking like I I invested. It's like stocks and my March Madness bracket. It was like I invested mm. in these things and then they promptly just like shit the bed. Like yeah. you know, and I just do like a little a little bit of money here and there. Uh, but it's it's laughable how bad I am at this. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll put some money in Purdue. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Ohio State Buckeyes. That's the only sports references I know for now. Dale, because super, super tough. I didn't get it at all. They murdered my bracket right away. Like I picked basically on the seeding, and those were just two top, two higher seeded teams that were – the victims of upset in the March Madness basketball NCAA tournament. I imagine there's a lot of our listeners who don't follow college basketball either. I don't. Uh, it's I like I'm listening, watching an episode of the league right now. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that's half the reason we started a fantasy hockey league was because we're like, <laughs> these guys have so much fun and it's hilarious. And I want a reason to make fun of my friends. So let's just like pick guys off of a sport and then trash talk each other, except for I lose so much. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not that funny when you're the butt of the joke all the time and you're just like really <laughs> bad, which yeah. is the position I found myself in. Like, uh, so yeah, we should basically, we should start a fantasy investing league mm. only instead of fantasy, it's real money. I, I basically like, I feel like I'm about to describe a hedge fund, but we get all our friends <laughs> to give us money and then we pick stocks and invest in those stocks on behalf of our friends. And then we see who does the best uh, at the end of the year and they yeah. get a prize. 
Yeah, that's but, a hedge fund. Yeah, okay, and, thank uh, you. That's what I thought. Yeah. As and, long uh, as we don't antagonize nerds and then get the entire internet to bet against us, like the hedge fund. Speaking Sorry, Jeff, about... I cut you off. Oh, yeah, Jeff, go ahead and say your thing before I make another great segue. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I think that was hedge funds you are meant to be successful as well. I don't mm. know if that, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's Picking not bad stock is not good for hedge funds. Yeah. Yeah. Makes for a great story, though. Hey, speaking of picking bad stock, uh, I don't know. Fucking don't invest in Cinnamon Toast Crunch these days. This is another saga. I think if you went on the internet at all uh, this week, you were either greeted with memes of a giant fucking boat or regaled by the tail of a man who found uh, the tail. Oh, a tail. That's clever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally unintentional. A man who found shrimp tails in his uh his box of cinnamon toast crunch uh so comedian we should, we should talk about this in two tiers yeah whoa okay. there's so much there's so much to this and okay this story is fucking perfect because it's just like it was the entire life cycle of an internet thing going viral um in like what was the the news cycle on this like 48 hours it was like this yeah. guy this guy found shrimp tails and they're obviously fucking shrimp tails like there's nothing else that these could be yeah they're oh, shrimp tails unless you're cinnamon toes crunching you claim they are con like con like congealed sugar of sugar and cinnamon <laughs> yeah. that just look like numerous shrimp tails like, <laughs> no they were they were sh fucking shrimp tails and like there there is this genre of internet humor where I think sometimes people will like pretend to find shit in products like, oh, there's this like gun in my box of shreddies. How the fuck did that get here? Uh, and you post pictures of it and then the company is usually forced to respond uh, and then you just dunk on them for the inanity of their response. But this, <laughs> like, I feel like this was legit. He was like, no, this isn't a bit like I actually found strip tails in my box of cinnamon toast crunch. Post a picture. They're clearly shrimp tails. General Mills is like, wait, is it General Mills? I don't think they're going to sue us if it's not. Okay, let's, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I think it is General Mills. Unknown big cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Just say big cereal when you don't know who specifically did it. Mills that are general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they they basically like told the like they said it was fucking sugar at first and yeah. then like i i think they were just like straight up in denial and then there was this whole uh fucking um oh yeah kate just reminded me of the best fucking thing of this whole story is that the guy who's telling this story is married to uh fucking topanga from boy yeah. meets world which My is like first major crush yeah yeah. Mine, wait, no, mine was uh, Minnie or Minnie Winnie Cooper from oh, the Wonder Years. Yeah, that's but uh, but Topanga was was a good one, a gooder as well. Um, and he's married to her, and he goes famous for the gets famous for the cinnamon toast crunch thing. Uh, and fucking so General Mills is like telling him that he's objectively wrong or mm -hmm. like trying to make up some weird story for this whole thing. Uh, and he's going down this rabbit hole, tweeting about all his exchanges with General Mills uh, and how completely full of shit. And they're asking him to, like, 
send the shrimp tails in as proof to them. Before <laughs> yeah, they, they wanted him to send in the whole box. He's like, no, because then you'll just make this box disappear. I know what <laughs> you guys are like. Speaking of conspiracy theorists. Yeah, like if, if you're a company and this happens, like just fucking send someone a gift card and tell them to like delete their tweets or something. Like yeah. tell them to shut the fuck up. Do not deny anything. Uh, and then, uh, so what? We're like two days into this and like mm. now like major news outlets are starting to report on this whole Cinnamon Toast Crunch debacle because we're in fucking week 53 of fucking lockdown and we're all bored out of our goddamn minds. And we just need something to cling on to, whether that be a big ass boat or a little box of cereal. We, <laughs> we, need, we need to get behind something. Uh, and then all of a sudden, women. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, wait, I, okay. I want to I I stop you before we get to tier two. Because okay. uh, just like why people are like, well, how did you get shrimp tails in the cereal? Someone in the comments was like, well, actually, this looks like what happened was a rat nested in the dry ingredients at the factory that makes the uh, cereal. So what they think happened was a, sh a rat who had eaten the shrimp, dug the tails into its like little nest or whatever it made in like, say, a box of flour. And then that's where the shrimp tails came from. And then on the flakes that were also in the same bag as the shrimp tails were little black things encrusted onto the cinnamon toast crunch and they're like that's rat poop so that's how oh. they came well, up with the sense. whole thing yeah and then there was also a piece of string to kind of further prove i guess the conspiracy of the rat nest thing well, so then what are people what are people freaking out about it's totally explainable god <laughs> <laughs> sorry Derek to <laughs> so now that all happens and then everybody's like oh that's gross whatever and then we move on to phase two of the story which is yeah. the basic conclusion of anybody who gets any notoriety on the internet Derek, yeah. do you want to take this back up since you explained walked us through the whole first part i will i'm just kind of walking through my brain right now how much breakfast cereal i've eaten in my lifetime and how much rash shit was potentially in that breakfast cereal Oh, a lot. Um, You've eaten a lot of rat shit for yeah, sure. Yeah, there. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. It's like the average person swallows however many spiders in their sleep. It's like yeah. the average person <laughs> also eats like 12 pounds of rat shit in their lifetime. Yeah. Uh, definitely. It's so everywhere. next time someone's like, eat shit, you could be like, well, I had cereal this morning. <laughs> well, yeah. So the joke's on you. I already ate rat shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucker, pre preemptive strike. Um, so, yeah. Like, so here's the thing about the internet and virality it's like a lot of people have shitty uh <laughs> again <laughs> unintentionally shitty checkered pass and any amount of notoriety if if your name starts getting seen like globally and people recognize you and they're gonna get reminded that like oh yeah this person is a bag of shit yeah. Or shrimp tails. Or I, was, whatever. I was trying to let that one go by. <laughs> I, know, I know you were. Um, and uh, what happened was Jensen, what's his name? Fucking Jensen. Jensen Carp. Carp. Jensen Carp, uh, after going viral over the cereal thing. And Dale, can you do a quick uh, spot check for me and tell me if this guy is still on Twitter right now? Uh, All and right, if good sir, because you aren't on Twitter anymore. I am not. Hilarious. And if he, uh, if he has said anything, 
Um, let me see. Since, but what uh, ended up happening is that news broke uh, that uh, basically a, a bunch of uh, women came started. Uh, God damn it! Oh, this guy's wall. a podcast. Let's stop talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> he has He's- a podcast. Yeah, it's Talk Ain't Cheap, a podcast about Cameo, which, what the fuck? Isn't Cameo like a thing that's not around like anymore? App? No, Cameo's still, no, Cameo's right. still around. What is it? It's an app, what? isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like app a, where Oh, do you not know this? You pay like D-list celebrities. Like if you ever wanted to get like uh, fucking like Mario oh. Lopez to wish you a happy birthday. That's uh, yeah, that's Cameo. Uh, you would, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It is okay. actually like the single best product of the internet. Okay, yeah. let's stop talking about something that's not monetarily increasing our work. Well, now I kind of want to <laughs> keep talking. Yeah. I'm trying to find a fucking... Okay, I oh, got Jensen go. Karp's last tweet is March 24th. No real update, and I'm not posting about this bullshit all day again. Waiting for the envelope I agreed on from General Mills to send them back pieces and some of the shrimp tail. We'll leave home for DNA testing at noon. They grow up so fast. So March 25th, which is the day after Jensen Karp sends that tweet, suddenly there are news reports that, uh, uh, well, I guess March 24th as well. uh, Melissa Stetton, who is a uh, writer and also a podcast host, which, hey, Everybody everyone, is a podcast host. Go, go to your LinkedIn right now and add podcast host to it because you <laughs> are one. Even if you just like have a conversation with another human being, you are now a podcast host. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Melissa Stetton says, uh, sent a tweet saying, what you may not know about the man behind the viral posts what like he's a manipulative gaslighting narcissistic ex-boyfriend who once told me he was surprised i hadn't killed myself because my life was so worthless uh that's that's a banger that's um that's something you're not supposed to say to the women you love and that you should absolutely not say that and then wait uh stephanie mickis uh who is i i gotta assume also a podcast host uh, <laughs> said, ha ha ha! My quickly deleted subtweet yesterday said, "Oh no, I can't follow the latest viral saga because I was blocked in 2014 because I was not gracious enough after a surprise threesome, but not before I was told to be careful or I would never work in this town again." Uh, and then a lot more women came out. Uh, someone said, this is the most abusive person I've ever been with. And I'm crying as I type this. So basically this Jensen Carp fella is a real piece of shit. Uh, and the internet quickly turned from lauding him uh, as the hero of the cinnamon to- toast crunch shrimp tail saga to the villain of the cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tail saga. Uh, and it turns out cinnamon toast crunch was was the hero all along. Oh, uh, happy, See, happy ending. <laughs> I just want once in my life for someone to tell me I'll never work in this town again. I feel like <laughs> that's when you know you reached a certain level of success because now it's like everybody's like, do your work or I'll fire you. I never get like a, I will also talk to other people who employ people and they won't hire you. And then if that ever, if anybody ever says you won't, 
work in this town again to you, you have like the perfect excuse to underachieve the rest of your life because you could just be like, well, this is obviously because that one other person said I would never work in this town again. It is not because my resume is lackluster or my work ethics are terrible. Right. Yeah. My dream would actually be to one day say to somebody, you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> yeah. Like to have enough power to do that. Yeah. Dude, or I even hope. just an empty threat. Yeah. Like they obviously will still work in this town after, but I just want to be able to say that <clears throat> and have someone think even for half a second, I wonder if I'll work in this town again. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I wonder if Derek's taking a phone call from someone who is telling him he'll, was that your boss telling you you'll never work in this town again? Yeah, it was re the weirdest timing. They were like, hey, you're fucking fired and you'll yeah. never work in this town again. Was he watching this live stream? Is <laughs> yeah, that why? Like, I'm watching the live stream, dickhead. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to hear that? And I was like, no, it's D Dale wants to hear that. Dale yeah. wants to be told. <laughs> He's like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not talking to welder employers to get him to never work again. <laughs> uh, one thing about this Jensen Carp thing, I love how people are all immediately be like, oh, there you go again, talking about anybody who gets success, taking him down just when he rises up. And you're like, no, the moral of the story is not if a person gets to a spot, everybody glomps on and tries to ruin it. The moral of the story is you never get away with being a shitty person in the yeah. internet era. Like if, if you know that you have been uh, and Kate, again, just raised a good point in the comments in that, like, if you know you have been this shitty to people and you have this pattern of abuse, maybe don't go out of your way to become, uh, to go viral on the internet. Yeah. Um, but Kate's point was that he probably doesn't even like he doesn't realize no. like people who are abusers or, or narcissists like this, they usually lack the wherewithal to, to say, Hey, I've done something wrong in hurting another human. Yeah, being. There's no shitty people out there that are walking around being like, I'm a shitty person. <laughs> they don't realize they're <laughs> shitty. people. Yeah. They're like, before I do any more shitty behavior, I should probably keep track of all the shitty stuff I've done in the past to not make myself a lightning rod to highlight everything. This is probably my favorite thing about the internet is milkshake ducking because someone like, like the, I guess the biggest, most recent example of this was that guy who got hired on SNL and everyone's like, no, this guy's a piece of shit racist. And then he lost his job immediately. And it's like, on one hand, you're like, well, it sucks that he lost his job. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, don't be an asshole in the past because it'll catch up to you. It's like, maybe... Yeah this was the karma we were waiting for all along was the internet. Well, so, but we're also going to flip that. Cause we're about to talk about this fucking uh, uh, team Vogue editor who lost her job. And I right, think there is, there is a, um, and that's obviously like, I don't think that this guy has like made amends and fucking like move, move past mm -hmm. and like apologize to those people or like made any attempt no. to become a better person. Um, but there is, it's like, okay, we, as human beings, we all, uh, we're all fallible. We have all done shitty things in our lifetime. We all kind of have like a dark side to us. Not, Not me. me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was perfect. Um, so like we, we all have like 
I know personally that there's shit in my life that I never, ever want to fucking see on the internet or see people talking about or get called out for publicly. Yeah, um, but Derek, this isn't telling people to kill themselves because their life is garbage bad. No. Well, uh, no. I mean, oh. I might have said some shit along those lines in like the, the heat of battle. Not that bad, but yeah. like, you know, and not see, like my point is. The, everybody's done like shit but we haven't done like jensen carp shit or like like you know what i mean like we all have done bad in the past but i just also want to point out that what this guy did was a little bit darker than the bad stuff that everybody else has in their past well and it was also a pattern yeah. right like it wasn't mm -hmm. like a one-off like oh he got really yeah. mad and said something really shitty one time it was all these women coming out saying uh, yo, like this, this has happened and he treated me this way. So I think if that's like, if we're going to say like, for me, it's the difference between saying like, uh, like a behavior was shitty. Like you did something shitty one time or you're just a generally shitty person. Um, but I also don't know that like any of us as individuals or even collectively as the internet has the ability to, to make that decision. Um, and we've almost we've gotten to a point now where like social media is the fucking arbiter of justice when and like the barometer of morality when it comes to like determining whether a person deserves to to uh, to be forgiven or and even then, like, I don't think the Internet ever decides like, oh, it's OK. This person has made amends, uh, mm -hmm. as in the case of this Teen Vogue editor who uh <laughs> fucking jamie uh <laughs> this teen vogue editor let me pull up the story here <laughs> dale i don't know if you have the details and if you want to uh uh no well derek just said fucking jamie because in the comments he said cancel outrage factory is trending on twitter right now crazy <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny it's a good time i i, I kind of like having the comments open because people can dunk on us but on the other hand, it's kind of like annoying because people can dunk on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will pull up the story. Yes. Um, uh, so when she was 16. Oh, I read about it. She was when she was 16. Or was she the ones I read yeah. was when she was in college. And what had happened was the TA of her course gave her a bad mark. And then she was like, I hate all Asians. Well, she's so, saying I hate all Asians. She's like done in by Asians again or something. I'll I'll look it up so I could say it specifically. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So so her name was Alexi McCammond. She was named editor in chief of Teen Vogue. She was a politics reporter at Axios, specifically writing on issues relating to race, uh, inequality, and uh, presidential affairs. Um, she was hired as. Um, Teen editor, editor at Teen Vogue, uh, and then the right wing um, jumped all over her hiring and Why started. Why does the right surfing. wing care about Teen Vogue so much? Because they, because they're uh, Teen Vogue is like a big voice in uh, leftist internet circles lately. Like they have a, a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah. Like I think they. They're definitely like promoting wokeness in, and not like the derogatory term of wokeness, but like they're bringing <laughs> more like Awareness. this, this hiring 
during show. Oh. Like they were bringing more awareness to this uh, and uh, noted dipshit Jack uh, Posobiec, who I think ran in like a lot of the QAnon circles. Dale, we talked about him on previous episodes. Uh, he was like a central figure in that. Oh. Um, you think I that, remember a guy like Jack Posobiec? That New York play in Central Park or something where uh, where that woman was yelling. Oh, the play, the Shakespeare play where they like beheaded Donald Trump or something. Um, oh, and they were, you have no, anyway. No, this is like a year ago and she was all upset. Dale barely um, pays so, attention during these. So anyway, this <laughs> the most woman, as a 16-year-old girl, had tweeted, uh, outdone by Asians, uh, what was it? Googling how to not wake up with swollen a Asian eyes, and thanks a lot, stupid Asian TA, you're great, um, were, were three of the tweets that she had sent as a 16 year old girl back uh, literally a decade ago. So she sends these tweets a decade ago. She spends the next decade becoming more culturally sensitive, writing issues about race, politics, becoming like by all, like this wasn't behavior that continued. Like she wasn't still tweeting yeah. about how shitty Asians were. She had by all objective measures, like, grown out of that shit as people like i look back at i can remember some of the shit i said is like a 15 or 16 or maybe even a fucking like 20 25 year old um and it was definitely ignorant and it was definitely shitty um and then you just you grow as a human being mm -hmm. and people have to be afforded the the space to do that but the internet like again, like the right well, Dale's Dale's making a face. But at the same time, Dale's making a face. When I was sixteen, I wasn't saying racist stuff on the internet. Yeah, like, the only reason there was no internet for you to say anything. That's on. the <laughs> thing. The, the, <laughs> even like to my friends and stuff, I wasn't like saying, "Oh, I got done in by these Asians again. What's gonna happen?" And I wouldn't like I wouldn't have said stuff like that when I was sixteen because I knew it was wrong. Like. There's no, stuff like what? I would have made like I would have made like insensitive jokes, but I would have never been like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get this because of that Asian TA and it's their fault. It's not my fault. I you know what? I think I'm more on Derek's side on this one. I think just that you guys yourself the same racist self when you're 16 or whatever. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> like my, my first my first tweet when twitter came out was it wasn't racist but it was about uh drinking my own piss that's um, not racist no but there was uh well, know, i'm not I'm saying i didn't say dumb shit what i'm saying was i didn't say specifically racist stuff like oh, I, said, I knew i knew dale in college he ever. definitely said dumb shit oh yeah <laughs> like i my whole personality was being offensive for a while but that was a, <laughs> like like if we're talking about dead baby jokes and shit like that yeah i said a lot of that when i was that young like i was i was jesselneck before jesselneck was a thing <laughs> uh, yeah but jesselneck says racist stuff i think sometimes he just yeah. says it in the veneer of like, like he does it obviously. I don't, I'm not going to say Jesselnick's a racist or anything, but I will say that like, if you say stuff, whatever, fucking regardless of the point, if a 16 year old says something <laughs> racist, I'm not going to say it's like, 
it's excusable and it should yeah. be allowed. Um, and we saw this again with that, uh, Dale, you were talking about this the other day, that hockey player who fucking um, basically like they were drafted into the NHL and then it came to light that like, they didn't just like say racist shit. They basically like, Oh, the ones uh, who bullied the autistic kid? Basically, like, abused a yeah. uh, a black autistic kid when when they were teenagers and ended up losing, uh, losing his job in the NHL as a result of it. So it's like, do we want to... How much... Yeah, like, how... How much power do we want to give the internet to go back and look at shit that people did when they were teenagers and say you yeah. should no longer be allowed to be employed or have a relationship or fucking do any of that shit now as an adult. Yeah, I, I think, think like, one of the Jane... differences sorry, I think one of the differences with that hockey player was the mom of the kid that was bullied and stuff said that the behavior was still going on after the guy had said it stopped. Like he was like, oh, when I was 14, I did all this bad shit, but I apologized. And I told everybody who drafted me this happened. But then the mom was like, yeah, he apologized, but then he kept doing it for years after that. Mm. Sorry, Jeff. I, I think another example too is uh, what happened with James Gunn is that he had a bunch of, of Twitter posts when he was younger that were not very uh, appropriate um politically but, you know, correct he, yeah politically correct he did apologize for them um and and some people accepted it and some people didn't but i think i i, I agree with what derek was saying where you have to you have to allow people to to make up for their mistakes and to grow uh you can't just be like oh, okay i was a shitty teenager if you're still a shitty person now uh, that's a different story. But if you've grown from it, like obviously this woman has done a lot of really good work um, up until getting the position and to be, I, I just think it sucks that there is this written record now, this Twitter that, you know, when I was a kid, I said stupid shit. I didn't say racist shit, but I said stupid shit that I would not want to have a written record of. Um, but now that exists. That's Twitter, and people could just go back in history and be like, "Hey, you said the stupid shit. You don't get a job now." Yeah, and I don't think that's really fair. Yeah, there should definitely be like some sort of road to redemption where this girl she clearly took it, and the, when the people hired her at Teen Vogue, they're like, "Yeah, we know what she said in the past. We saw these tweets. She was very forthcoming about it. She told us, and we had decided that that was." in her past and this was no longer something that would come up but then at the same time you're like well if you knew about this when they when you hired her why would you just fold and fire her right away instead well of that's the most frustrating thing is that she she had literally she'd apologized for these tweets before like she had um like other people had called her out for them and she had been like super forthcoming and fucking really um like genuinely like a taken um responsibility for it like uh, not deflected not dismissed and uh like our article i was reading said that she has apologized for these tweets multiple times over her career and she fucking left them up she didn't go and like delete them and try to like whitewash them like she didn't she didn't erase them because she felt it was important that like that she not try to hide 
Mm-hmm. that even if she was saying like idiot shit, uh, maybe keep it as a record of like, yeah, a kid can say idiot shit and they can grow into someone who is socially aware and won't say things like that anymore and actually like mm-hmm. actively fights racism. So I think it is fucking ridiculous that, that Teen Vogue did back down or the statement she made said that uh, was basically the attention that these tweets were getting was detracting from the work that, that she was focused on doing and that she wanted to do a Teen Vogue and that she felt it was better if she stepped down, um, which could just be like PR speak for Teen Vogue didn't give me an option. But yeah. um, that's kind of, we've, we've created a culture where it is okay for a mob of people to go digging into someone's past and find shit that paints them in an, and we've all fucking done this shit. We have all mm-hmm. said things that we would not want broadcast or said or done things that we would not want broadcast on the internet. And we've said, it's now okay for people to go dig through that shit, find the, the worst things or the things that paint us in the least flattering light, and then take that to our employers or our partners or our friends or, and like, at some point we gotta we gotta say that that is not okay or we all just gotta like really censor the fuck out of ourselves and like go through your twitter history right now delete everything that you've ever said that could be like remotely offensive to anyone uh and you know don't don't uh just fucking hope that they don't come for you someday I think she messed up when she kept the tweets because she said she was like, oh, I kept these so people would know that I know about them. But at the one hand, you're like, yeah, it's good to not try to like hide the evidence or get rid of them. But on the other hand, there's there's still a thing that people can see. And if they don't know all the history, then they'll see it's like kind of like um, maybe like giving themselves backup for their own shitty thoughts. So it's like, if she deletes them, then they're gone. And then anybody who knew about them from back then would probably also know about the, all the apologies she made. But if she leaves them up, then like other races can see it and be like, see, look, the teen Vogue person is also mm-hmm. racist. So my racism mm-hmm. is okay. And then like, not like, cause nobody's going to go through and be like, Oh, a couple of years later, she apologized for this she and that like, nobody's going to do, the timeline fucking research There's, through the whole thing. Nothing really dies on the internet though. Even yeah. if she would have deleted them, someone was going to have it. Well, I was going to say, then you get, if she deletes it, like it's, you're fucked either way. If, if she deletes it, someone pops up in her mentions with a screenshot being like, Oh, I thought you could delete this. Hey, good thing. I kept receipts. Uh, Cause we're all fucking morons who just want to shout people down on the internet instead of being good, decent people ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But the actually... people who are going to put her on blast aren't necessarily <laughs> smart enough to find the deleted tweets. Sorry. Guys. I've actually kept uh recorded um audio of dale when we were in uh, music <laughs> trivia back oh, at uh, back in the day i have every single thing he ever said oh man send that to me and i'll do it as a stand-up comedian set, yeah. I bet it was hilarious <laughs> it was probably just really shitty puns about all the band names that were mentioned yeah well and most of it was probably very slurred because we would have been very drunk at the time Yes, we yeah. were in our 20s and it was at a pub on 
college campus and Compton River University. Yeah, true. Actually, no, University College of Caribou back then. Yeah, there UCC. You, go. <laughs> you know me. Uh, do we do we do have we wanna, a, is there a I moral like of the story on this one? The moral of the story is that real mature people would accept what you've done in the past and that you've apologized for it. But most of the people on the internet aren't mature. So delete the shit that's bad. And so people don't find it and take it out of context. I also think that there should be an age, just like if you do actual crime in the real world before you're 18, it doesn't go on your permanent record unless it's like you're tried as an adult because you murdered someone. So maybe when you're like 16 and then you turn like 19 or 18, you just fucking delete every tweet you had that you don't like or anything. But like, you got I, like, I, yeah, juvenile internet is like <laughs> the, the, that's the internet you can go to and you say all this idiot shit. I would even, I would say we don't have fully formed brains until we're like 24, 25 years old. So until yeah. you're 24, 25, you go on the like, the, the juvenile internet where you can get all the racism and sexism out. And then once you turn 24, that record is completely deleted and purged from public view. And then you get to be your new better self. Oh, but like, you're still so immature, right? Yeah. It could oh, be like yeah. an option. But like when you, when you hit your 24th birthday, a little pop-up cup comes up on Twitter. And it's like, you can nuke all of your past up until now, would you like to do so? Yes or no? Yeah. I think most people would choose. Like, who the fuck? If you wouldn't choose yes on that, you're a fucking square and you were a nerd in school and nobody liked you. Like, the end. <laughs> I would choose yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't have Twitter would. before the age of 24. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I would choose yes, not because I said anything super bad, but because as awkward as I am now, it was only worse back then. So <laughs> I would have just said dumb stuff that wasn't particularly on PC. It was just dumb on a different level. I definitely said some on PC shit a lot. <laughs> I've, I've said this many times in the past. I'm going to say it again. I am glad the internet wasn't what it is now when I was a kid. Oh my God. Could you imagine oh. if people could see every ICQ message you ever sent? Oh, God. Although I wish I kind of had those messages. That'd be kind of nostalgic. Oh, yeah. It would be awesome to have until you read them all. It would be like finding a book of poetry from when you were 16. You'd be like, oh, look look at my old poems. And you read one and you're like, yeah, that's why girls didn't talk to me. It all yeah, by the way, I, I have a book of our old poetry that when so I'll have to uh, to share that with you sometime. Oh, we my God. You should definitely read those on this podcast at some point at some point <laughs> we will do a, an awkward teenage poetry reading uh, <laughs> read them out uh, have you ever been to the teenage angst tonight i really wanted to go to that i saw that they were uh back in the day when they were a thing uh i think they're coming back they're doing they? another show a uh, virtual show coming up in not too long okay dale we might have to show up and uh do a do a duet at one of those oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> some of the old poems we used to write to impress girls. Yeah. 
And then all the girls now will just be so impressed because of how artistic and intelligent we and are. Ladies, what? Dale and I used to write poetry for girls. Yes, we did. Tennille's and... in the comments right now. I know she has some for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you both already have the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Um... I didn't have to write a single poem to get this one. Me neither. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think. see I'm starting to see a <laughs> yeah, we made this <laughs> correlation there. <laughs> Uh, what else, Jeff? What's uh? I know we're we're coming up on an hour here. What's uh? What personally made you angry uh, over the past week? Is there anything you'd like to like to discuss? What was, there was. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh, Dale thing that he sent me because there was something. Oh yes, that was what it was. Um, David Dobrik. Ah, all right. David Dobrik made Old me Davey angry. Old Davy Dobrik. Davy um, Doby. I've never been a fan of uh, David Dobrik to begin with. Um, I think his humor in his YouTube channel is not my demographic. Um, but uh, yeah, just such a shithead for uh, covering for his friend that might have raped somebody. So, yeah, that's awfully bad. What yeah. what happened here? Do we can someone uh, break this down? Because I don't, it, I don't. Really I'll give know it who, to you. Like so, David Dobrik had this group of friends called the vlog squad and they used to do like pranks and videos and then a couple years i don't know if it was a couple years ago a bunch of years ago they like 2008 i think it was something yeah like they were recording a video of it's weird because some of the stories are like oh yeah they like recorded this video of sex and be like wait what but they like they got alcohol and they gave it to a girl who was underage at the t at the time and then supposedly one of the vlog squad who's no longer part of this group of friends or whatever, my, like by the girl's account had raped her after the video thing. And then Dave Dobrik was like, I don't know anything about this. And then he released a video saying how much he likes consent and how he would never do anything about this, like anything like this and how that person doesn't, it shouldn't affect them because he's not part of the team anymore. He hasn't been for years. And then every single one of their advertisers just fucking dropped him like a hot banana. Yeah. Well, like that was his response to be like, oh, I wasn't involved. Like just to yeah. like yeah. kind of distance himself rather than. Mm -hmm. a... Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he, and was he, like, just, he said sorry. that he didn't want to believe that, that his friend would do something like that. Ooh, um, yeah. But just didn't believe the, the women that came forward. It was, Multi it was only one woman um, that said she was raped during the thing, but there were multiple women at this party um, that was like, yeah, like there was some sketchy shit going on for sure. And they were forcing alcohol on these girls and they were very obviously bringing these girls up to try to have sex with them in this party and then recorded. Like the other thing too, is they recorded this entire thing and made a giant joke out of it. Mm -hmm. That they were just gonna feed these like non non consent. Like, did the women know that they were being recorded? Because that could also be a crime in and of itself. Yeah, right? oh, no, they, they knew they were being recorded. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like they were giving okay. them alcohol to the point where they could no longer give consent to anything. So it was kind of like like they were just like young shitheads recording like a party and all this stuff and thinking it was funny. And then afterwards, all this shit happened. And he was well, they like, didn't know, they didn't know yeah. who the vlog squad was. They didn't know 
who like I think they might have known who David Dobrik was, but they didn't know that this was going to be this giant YouTube video or this giant thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They thought it was just some people filming a party type idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like they probably just thought it wasn't going to go on YouTube and be like a video video thing where people were going to like make money at their, at their extent, like exploitation type of deal. Yeah. And I think up until this point, Dave Dobrik was like the seventh highest earning YouTube star or something. Oh, he's one of the, one of the largest for sure. Yeah. If maybe next to that, what's that kid that does the unboxing videos? Mm. Like number two to him. I don't know. Ryan's Ryan's toys or whatever. Yeah. Ryan's world. Oh, fucking kid. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this was the guy who like bought people Lamborghinis and stuff, but I think that's a different guy. Right. There's a bunch of that. Well, that was, that was Beast, Mr. Beast. Oh, Beast would have, Mr. Beast yeah. does that too. Yeah. But I think David Dobrik does that kind of shit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who the so. fuck are these people? Like, why, why, why? They, well, they're just <laughs> I'm people just going to are... sound like the oldest fucking guy ever. So congrats, Jeff. I guess you're not the oldest guy on the podcast. Anymore. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, why? Why do we, why do we give, uh, I'm going to argue that this is maybe a natural byproduct of like giving fucking 18 and 19 year olds the opportunity to make millions of dollars by being shitty uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I, well, I, don't... I, I think David Dobrik is one of those, he's kind of one of the OG YouTubers too. So I think that he just, he's grown with the platform mm-hmm. um, to make him who he is. So, like, I don't think he's necessarily talented. I think he was kind of like right place, right time. Just happened to create a YouTube channel and got super big. I think PewDiePie is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's it's, like, I think he's just been around for so friggin' long. But he's got an audience. You can't help Speaking but of, make money. Yeah. Speaking of getting canceled and coming back, bringing up PewDiePie, like he was like fucking about as canceled as you could get on the internet because of all his like anti like his nazi, nazi con, stuff Wait, mate, yeah like, he said some nazi shit didn't yeah, he? he dressed up as a nazi as a joke and then he got completely canceled and then kind of just rebuilt it because he's like i am a twitch streamer and video gamers don't care about nazi jokes so he kind of just grew back up and that's like another thing it's like you could get canceled but you can always come back if people are willing to watch your video well yeah that's the flip side of cancel culture right is that like where everyone's always looking for the next person to be fucking angry at so if you just Mm -hmm. go and like lie low for like at this point the outrage cycle is probably down to like three or four months like depending on the the nature of your fraction um like i don't think that uh you know fucking jensen carp is going to be waving his little shrimpy dick around twitter anytime (laughs) soon um but like you know give it a fucking year and just kind of like slide slide back in there and i i don't think people are going to remember exactly what they were mad at you for well, and I think that's what is going to end up happening with David Dobrik. I think, you know, he's going to lose some money for sure. He's going to lose some sponsorship. But the dude's fucking rich already. Like, yeah. why does he care? Oh, my God, I'm not going to make the $15 million I made last week. Uh, guess I'll just hunker down and not do anything for a little while and then pop my head back out when people forget about mm-hmm. it. And I'll be good. I think, too, I was thinking about this today, like this whole thing about, like, um influencers and stuff and i think one of the reasons like everybody's like how do these people get so rich like what's going on and i think one of the reasons is like 
these companies are turning to influencers so they could like sponsor them and stuff as opposed to like when we were growing up it was all professional athletes but then you like go through the athletes um agent and you have to have this like lengthy super big contract and you're kind of like if you make a deal you're kind of stuck to give them to them but like with this david dobrik thing you could see all these people who are kind of sponsoring him as an influencer as soon as anything bad happens they could just like fucking pull out because they don't have like these like the same contracts or like guaranteed money thing and you i mean if you go outside of david dobrik and even look at all the like instagram models and stuff where it's like young kids it's like is that like if you want to get really deep you could be like is this modern day child labor like exploitation of people who are maybe younger and don't really know what's going on it's like because you like these people are getting sponsored by huge companies like i don't know specific ones but like they'll and they'll just give them stuff and be like hey drop our name and we'll give you this like new pair of shoes or this jacket or something. And then they end up getting so much money off the influence culture from these kids. If anyone wants to offer me money to exploit my (laughs) seven year old son, Noah have fucking at it. Like (laughs) I will, you know, I, I would like to make him, uh, it's fucking crazy. Like talking to a seven year old kid who's like obsessed, like all Noah wants to be when he grows up is a youtuber like that's that's it like he just wants really? a youtube channel he wants to be a youtube influencer and i think that's probably the norm with a lot of kids these days and it's yeah. just fucked up that like not only is this like a viable career option but now i'm like yeah no i like be a youtuber <laughs> like that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be easier to achieve than like being a professional athlete uh and it requires less education than being a doctor and you can make a fuck ton of money doing it um, you know what the nice thing too is if he tries it and doesn't do well it's not that big a deal he just created a youtube channel that nobody watches whatever. yeah exactly that's yeah that's we it, already right? have and then one it's why like not have a two? real career <laughs> exactly <laughs> shout out to our youtube channel if you're not listening to this on audio and you want to see our beautiful faces go to youtube head on over to youtube <laughs> factory search and- outrage factory Maybe Outrage Factory Kids, because the way this is sounding, uh, maybe we put all our eggs in the wrong basket and should have aimed at a easier to impress audience. Kid Factory. Noah, yeah. he's not that easy to impress. He always tells me I swear. Kid Factory is a record, horrible so. name. Kid yeah. Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Outrage Factory Kids. We'll work Zed. on uh, on rebranding it, that one. Is it edition. still hip to say Zed after stuff instead of an yeah, S? Yeah, never goes out of style. <laughs> Kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, love it. All right. <laughs> Dale, um, anything else you wanted to uh, oh, touch on this, this app? There's a bunch of stuff still on the list, but uh, are you guys done talking or, oh, there's one thing I want to bring up. It's not necessarily because of how offensive it is or how much people on the internet are kind of talking about it. It's just like the absolute absurdity of it. It's just like one of those things I saw on the internet that made me smile for all the wrong reasons. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Okay. Because so I saw I'll it on the you... list and I'm like, there's no way Dale's not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'll read you the headline from the story. <clears throat> Man in China claiming to be a Taoist master offering breast implants with mind control and witchcraft has authorities worried. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually read the story. Thank you very much, Dale. 
Uh, You're welcome. Oh, wasn't it entertaining? It was very entertaining. So it's that he believes that he has mind powers that will allow him to increase the breast size of women. And make and, them smarter. And make them smarter. By, he, could, he could blow in people's ears and make them smarter. He's blowing air into their head blowing is air. the exact quote. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was able to make 27 women's breasts larger uh, in one session. Yeah. Simultaneously. Just by time. like, I got to assume doing this and making honking noises. No, apparently <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't touch them at all. Because no, that was that, my first thought. I'm that like, would this be guy disrespectful, like a guys. <laughs> oh, there's a video clip. I never watched the video. Oh, man, I don't have to do it after this podcast because I'm watching probably the weirdest porn I'd have watched in a while. A guy blowing on women to make their breasts increase. So are people paying him money to do this? It, I believe uh, so. It's part of his practice, his Dallas practice. So I think that it is a class that he offers. I don't know if he's teaching other people to increase the breast size of women or if it's just to him doing it. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine that's something you don't want to be like, I could teach you because then you <laughs> won't have any return. Gotta get that monopoly. Yeah, exactly. You got to get people to come to you to get their breasts blown on and make them bigger. Like one girl just... said... Her breast circumference was 87 centimeters and then he blew on them and then they've turned to 91 centimeters. I, uh, I just found another headline for this article and it says Taoist master doing boob job from a distance suspected of fraud. Not, uh, <laughs> it's like, we don't know for sure. There might be some truth to it. Well, and all the women who have said that their breasts got larger are all people who are his followers or part of his his group? And like, yeah, they're like a promotional staff. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. basically like a fucking uh, oh my god, like a pyramid scheme. Like those women are all going to recruit like five of their friends to get the mind control boob jobs, uh, and then they they get a cut as well. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's probably exactly. Uh, that sounds a lot less interesting. Yeah, so. Basically, there's no way this is real, but it's just funny that the old guy is like, I can blow on your boobs and make them bigger or blow in your head and make you smarter. I mean, if you walked up, if you're walking down the street and this guy tells you if he blows in your ear, you're going to be smarter. Would you let him try just in case it works or would you just be like, no? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? He could spit a uh, earworm into your oh, head. Jeff! Okay. He, could kill do, you. he could do the scene from star trek 2 where they stick that fucking worm <laughs> in the guy's ear and it eats his brain i was just saying like i thought jeff was gonna be like he could spit in your ear and i was like that's horrible but he just that's so much alone is bad enough <laughs> I, i'm just picturing this guy being like i can blow in your ear and make you smarter and then you being like okay blow in my ear and make you make me smarter then he blows in your ear and you're like that didn't do anything. You're a fraud. And be like, ha ha, you're smarter now, aren't you? Uh, nice. It's a good loophole. 
I would be the best if it was like, if he did that and you just became the smartest person in the world. And then you're like at a superhero meeting and they're like, how'd you get your powers? And you're like, well, it's a funny story. <laughs> this old Taoist master blew in my ear. And then that I sounds like it could be a DC uh, origin story. <laughs> Holy shit. This guy charges $2,300 US per centimeter added to his clients it says height i don't know if that's also including uh boob circumference but twenty three hundred dollars per centimeter per boob per i gotta i gotta assume oh probably, i'd <laughs> imagine if he can make your boob grow he can make your whole body grow as well so he's probably doing like a little bit of both a centimeter isn't much like i'm thinking like I'm thinking penis here, obviously. And I'm like, if I oh. like with an extra set, oh, I got would... 2,500 bucks for to grow my dick a centimeter. Yes, yeah, well, sure. A centimeter, though, like, I, I don't That's know how much. a centimeter would. Well, I would... don't want to be greedy. Two grand, like yeah. maybe, maybe an inch would be worth two grand. That's I don't know I mean. about a centimeter. Well, an inch would work out probably to five grand because that's like 2.4 centimeters. So if only there was some kind of doctor you can go to <laughs> and pay them an amount of money in order to make your breast larger. Unfortunately, if there only, is not. Yeah, it probably works out to significantly less than $2,300 per centimeter as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to save myself some money and just get a boob job. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Hey, gents, it's been a real fucking treat talking about internet shit with you this week. Uh, Jeff, Always thanks. Thanks for joining us. If people yeah, want to me. learn more about you or your podcast or your miniatures or the shit that you do, uh, where <laughs> can they go to do that? Uh, you can, uh, find the fear of science at science fears on Instagram, Facebook, and As Twitter. Dale said five As seconds Dale... into the podcast. Plugged us at the beginning by accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to follow my miniatures, this is not something I normally plug, but you can uh, you can find me on Instagram, Jeff underscore Porter underscore Creative. Uh, that's where I tend to post a lot of my miniature stuff. He is creative. It's not just a clever name. That's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. I am Derek. I have been your co-host. You could not find me on the internet anymore because fuck Twitter and fuck all of you. Uh, Dale, what about you? I just wanted to point out that we did a sort of side supplementary podcast all right, called we did do that. Outrage Factory colon Nerdage. Um, where me, Derek, my older brother, Neil, and past guest, Wesley David Scott, discussed where we thought the DCEU should take their movies in the future. You can find that in the regular feed on our uh, outragefactory.com for the audio, and then go to YouTube to find the video. Um, Why didn't you have me on that uh, one? I could have I talked yeah, about that Yeah, I was going to say, days. Jeff, you would... You would be a great candidate for uh, for those as well. We're yeah, gonna we're gonna to do more. Man. I saw the we're, post we're about you not liking Snyder Cut, Jeff. It's true. I did not like Snyder Cut. <laughs> no, it was it was it was kind of it was actually this guy Marty Zilstra's idea, and he was like, "Hey, we should do this roundtable," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it was just like whoever was involved there. So, and then we kind of it was kind of like someone brought us an idea, and I was like, "Well, we'll host it, and then we'll put it out on our feed." Yeah, whatever, Dale. Marty's kid was 
Yeah, well, you had Derek on twice, so eat it. Um, And then Marty couldn't make it, so but hopefully we'll get him for the next one. Now Uh, I'm gonna have Derek on for a third time, and oh yeah, (laughs) fear of the DC universe. I don't know how often we're gonna do it or how many more we're gonna do. It's just something like we were like, oh, it'd be nice to not necessarily talk about what everybody's angry about online. It would be nice to just talk about one subject as for like an hour long time and kind of mm-hmm. see where we want our nerdery and it's basically like flexor nerd biceps so you yeah. can find that uh you can follow us on twitter at outrage fact pod that's the facebook group outrage fact pod send us a gmail at outrage fact pod if there's anything you feel like we missed talking about i know there's a lot of stuff going on and you'd think how much we talk for over an hour, we'd be covering everything, but a lot of stuff does fall through the cracks It does because we don't think it's interesting enough or we don't see an angle for apt dick jokes. So we move on to something <laughs> else. Um, yeah. You can follow me personally at super Dalebot. Uh, Instagram is Dalebot, but that's just pictures of leaves and stuff. And the blossoms that are coming out now. So it is that's what blossom. Into. I'm excited to uh, blossom season. Blossom season. Blossom uh, season. If you like our podcast, please leave a rating or a review. If you really like the podcast, head on over to Patreon and throw us some money. Uh, and until next week. Oh wait, wait, wait! I wanted to plug the uh, TikTok because I started the TikTok under right. my name. <laughs> Sorry, to, sorry, Derek, for <laughs> stepping all over. Speaking of social media influencers, Dave yeah, on TikTok yeah. now. It's a good place to go because I will, each episode we do, I'll put like a minute clip from one or two minute clips. And no, like one or two clips that are a minute long. Sorry, you can only make a minute long. <laughs> but uh, it's, if you're trying to entice a friend or something and you're like, hey, go watch this podcast I like. And they're like, this is over an hour long. I'm not doing it. It'd be like, well, here's a snippet with a dick joke in it. So you could get a taste of what you're in for. So it's like, I don't know if you want to show your mom an offender. I'm disappointed that your TikTok is not just Dale doing TikTok dances. I mean, that's going to be part. He's looking at making the leap. The the podcast clips were his in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. he's gonna start doing the viral dance. He's gonna get once I deep. get the followers, then I switch. <laughs> <it up. laughs> uh, yeah, if if you want to entice your adult friends to listen to this podcast, please send them over to TikTok where they can watch Dale's foolproof <laughs> plan. <laughs> uh, and until next week, stay angry.